Howdy and welcome back to Pointer Rentals The Front Porch. If you haven't stopped by before, you can find the rest of our conversations with pointers and friends in the rental industry at pointerrental.com porch. I'm Lauren Jewell, and let's get started. Welcome to The Front Porch with Lauren Jewell. our good friend, IT and AV expert, the voiceover talent, Taylor Dees with us. Taylor, welcome to the front porch. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get started with some basics. Um, so who are you? Where are you from? And what do you do as a Windows support technician here at Point of Rental? Windows support, for the first thing, we um, anything that makes the software work with hardware, we're the hardware side. So we make all of it work, whether it be program-wise, printer, computer, server, anything, you name it. We essentially uh, supply a plug-and-play solution for that. So you're like the helpful little like bridge troll people that help connect the software to the hardware. Yes. We make it whenever you click the mouse, the little button, mm-hmm. um, that things happen on the screen. Where are you from? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Where are you from? I grew up in Cedar Park, Texas, which is right outside of Austin. And then after fifth grade, I moved to a little podunk down, town called Corsicana, Texas, and I finished high school there. Then went to Waco and did college. My folks moved to college, my, my college town uh, called Hewitt. And uh, from there, somehow ended up in Lubbock and then Dallas. So take your pick. Mm-hmm. Wow. Thanks. So kind <laughs> yeah. of all over Texas then. Oh, absolutely. Any particular reason why y'all were moving around for your parents' work or like what were most of those moves for? Well, my dad was contracted through the government. He worked for, uh, he was directly contact contracted through AMD, a uh, computer uh, chip company. Essentially, mm-hmm. they make graphics cards. They're Intel's uh, main competitor. So okay. um, what happened is whenever uh, 9-11 happened, they lost their contract. So my dad got laid off. My mom is an occupational therapist. She got a job in Corsicana. Dad started doing some stuff with home appraisals and stuff like that. And uh, now he works for Citigroup, which is based out of Irving. So he had to work in Waco for that. It's um, yeah, it's it's a heck of a heck of a thing. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. So. All right. What is your favorite dessert? Tres leches. <gasps> yes. Tres leches, like the milkier and waterier, the betterier. Okay. Is there a certain place that you go to get yours, or do you make it from scratch, or...? Fiesta. It has to be from Fiesta. A second close is Kroger, okay. uh, but a lot of times Kroger has really dry Tres uh, Leches cakes. Mm-hmm. And pretty much, if uh, I have had any alcohol, I have have to have a Tres Leches cake. It's mm. wonderful. Wow. I, I didn't even know I liked it. Uh, my fiancé, fiancé now, it's so hard to say, not say girlfriend, but but fiance, uh, it's her favorite, and I didn't believe that. I, I don't like cake at all, so I mm-hmm. was like, well, okay, yeah, I'll try it. You know, I was an ice cream guy before that, but man, whoo, it's good. Now you're Trace Leches all the way. Absolutely. When you were younger, you worked in a movie theater. Mm-hmm. Um, why a movie theater? Well, it was one of the very few businesses that were not strictly food related in Corsicana when I grew up. So it, taking it as it was, I was 16 years old, didn't really know anything about the movie industry. I liked watching movies. That's all I knew. And then I knew I was a hard worker. So um, taking those two things into account, I literally just went and talked to the manager of this four screen movie theater 
in Corsicana, Texas that now no longer exists. Mm-hmm. Um, and that movie theater, it was awesome. We got to do everything. So projection, uh, concessions, ticket sales, all the same spot because there were only like three or four employees that were working at a time. Yeah. So, so you kind of got um, to learn all of the ins and outs of how to run a movie theater. Did you have a favorite part of the movie theater running? They would they would ship these movies on like five or six massive tins, and then these tins would need to get spliced together and put on this massive platter system that rewinds all of the tins after every movie that you watch. So mm-hmm. you have to spend like three or four hours splicing together the movie, and then if you don't splice it correctly, it has a chance to burn through the the lens, the the light bulb on the projector is so hot. It'll burn through the film and end up killing it. The cool part about it is, is you just get to watch movies. They give you free popcorn, free nachos, free ices. And uh, by the time I got done, that was like a year or a year and a half that I worked there all through high school. Mm-hmm. Well, not all through high school. 16 <laughs> but, to the end of high school. Sure. Yeah, right, right at the end of it. Um, I had gained like 15 pounds. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Just was, from all the ices and popcorn uh, and whatnot. Oh, my gosh. But... It made me really popular because I could let all my buddies in for free. That's probably why it doesn't exist anymore, but we'll keep it on the, <laughs> we'll keep it on the down low. <laughs> yeah, I was about to ask. I was like, it sounds like you would be really popular if you were the guy who had all the free food and you could see the movies beforehand. Or yeah, Exactly. So. Okay. Exactly. I tried. I, I tried, but, advantage. you know, <laughs> what is popular, you know? Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right, so do you still watch a lot of movies or are you like strictly like, no, I will only watch them if they've been rewound for three or four hours beforehand, <laughs> like I'm so, purely film? That's a funny thing you should ask. I have kind of gone off the deep end and have invested the majority of my paychecks in a living room, a full living room movie theater. Thank God I don't have to rewind uh, videos, but big 110-inch screen, massive <laughs> clipsh, uh, flagship surround sound system mm-hmm. i've even got theater seating in the living room that what? you know it's got the it's whatever but got it all used can't afford it new oh geez huh. couldn't yeah, can, sure. can imagine paying for it new but um it has gotten its work in for sure and i am super 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 happy to have it because it was great super wow good. so is it all like you like are watching like the newest movies like video streaming on you know all of the various video streaming services or are you like watching stuff from like the 80s like what do you typically watch i i like 80s movies uh, but only if they're like really stupid stuff like wayne's world wayne's world 2 um and then you go into 2000s like anchorman stepbrothers mm-hmm. idiocracy is one of my tops because it's starting to be somewhat prophetic i was thinking about making like a top 20 list of just the stupidest stupidest mm-hmm. movies of all time That'd be good. yeah <laughs> taylor's yeah. top movie recommendations we know that you come to us from the rental industry, but you were renting computers before you came here. So how yeah. does computer rental work? Who is renting them and why? So people that rent computers are mainly massive corporate events. So you'll have like the Hilton Anatole. Uh, somebody will rent out the Hilton Anatole here in Dallas, uh, for instance. And that was pretty much uh, one of our returning venues for a while. And um uh, what we'll do is we'll bring like a big truck filled with 150 all-in-one computers for somebody that's either a software company or a company that wants customer feedback, essentially. Like it's it's a bona fide survey machine. Um, what we do for 150, 200, 300 computers is 
take every single one of them out of their box, put them in a ghost console, and flash whatever we call image, which is uh, like a snapshot of a computer on that computer. And then so there's like X amount of copies of that computer. So we uh, through through every single person, we wipe the computer. Um, we uh, wipe or we put the, the customer defined image on, put it back in the box, take it to the location, set it up, and then uh, they pretty much do all the rest. And then we come pick it up and that's it. Uh, same thing with audio visual. We'll just go set it up. It's kind of difficult to, to get into, but pretty much everybody needs audio visual. I mean, heck, Pointer Rental needs audio visual uh, whenever they do their, their banquets and stuff too. And, yeah, we've used um, you for international conference at least this last year. I oh, yeah, yeah. In International time. Conference, so, ARA. Um, I'm looking forward to yeah. doing more, too. This is a lot of fun. I loved it. Being able to talk to those customers face-to-face actually really helps um, because putting a name to a face is the most important thing, I think. All right, so um, let's transition to um, your time here at Point of Rental, um, or maybe just before it. Um, so what brought you to Point of Rental? Funny enough, I... Injured my back in the uh, PC rental place because lifting those all-in-one PCs, mm-hmm. I, I just injured it. I, I, and the guys are like, well, we can't use it anymore. And I said, okay, well, it'll, it'll heal next week. And they're like, well, no, we just don't want the liability. So I started looking around. I was like, well, I, I have my college degree. Uh, want to see what's up. So I went to a job fair and met Francis Ellison. And oh man, we had a good conversation. I gave her my resume and she ended up contacting me. We had a nice interview at the old office. It was really cool getting to talk to her at the at the job fair. It was yeah. But yeah, it was so random. We I mean, we don't normally do job fairs. We don't normally go to that kind of thing, but you know, it's like what the heck? I'm tired of applying through Indeed. I just want to talk to somebody, you know? Sure. And yeah. Yeah, it was great. You just walked in and talked to her. But oh, yes. um, did you start off in the position that you are in or were you doing something else? I was in software support and then I don't really know how this happened, but I had expressed my interest in IT to Bob. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then he took me around, showed me the whole uh, infrastructure of, of our internal infrastructure and what the difference is between software and IT. Mm-hmm. I thought that was something that was really interesting. I felt, well, I... I felt great about software support, but I felt even better about IT. And uh, that is what kind of pushed that transition. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we all felt confident that I could that I could do my job in IT. And right. um, yeah. So you had no IT experience prior to this. It was more just like you're a fast learner and you kind of knew some science, your AV experience or? Well, I, um, I've been a computer geek all my life, built my first computer at 13. I had a job before this. It was tech support. It was not IT, mm-hmm. which is different. I worked for my college, uh, setting up computers, um, stuff like that. And also doing rental to the students for camera and video equipment. It was that, that actually I got to dip my toes in IT because I ended up mm-hmm. setting up all of the professors computers and stuff like that but moving here there's a lot more network infrastructure and uh connecting computers to computers type thing Mm -hmm. um and that was a huge shock so yeah it it all it all ended up working out so how long have you been in it for then i think it's been a year and a half year and a half now um yeah the software support transition was probably about six months in as long as i've known you 
um, you've been in IT, and I've always thought of you as like the IT whiz guru person. So well, I'm glad I'm putting on me. the guys. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Great. Well, I appreciate that. That makes me happy. What is your favorite part of working here at Point of Rental? Point of Rental has enabled me to really enjoy what I love doing, uh, whether or not it be working with computers, audio, video equipment, or insert name here. What is your five-year plan? Five-year plan is yeah. to be here. Um, are we talking professionally or? However you want to answer the question. Because I just got engaged in December and mm -hmm. I also uh, feel like I'm doing pretty good here. Uh, yeah. So um, I, I want to be tier two IT uh, and, and maybe even tier three IT professionally. Mm -hmm. um, but also I want a house and two kids and my dog to still be alive and be married to my mm -hmm. current fiance. I'm happy at work and at home. So um, very, very blessed. Aside from your people and your inventory, your data is the most important thing to your business. And when disaster strikes, there may not be enough time to protect it. That's why we recommend backing up your data with off-site cloud-based backup services. When disaster hits, whether it's a storm, fire, or an angry ex, you'll be back up and running in no time instead of spending months trying to restore your lost data. Contact Point of Rental Support today at 800-944-7368, and we'll recommend some services that have proven effective for our customers. I'm not meaning to spin the, like spin the interview, but what, what about you guys? Did y'all always just want to do marketing, period? So yeah, no, I, I went to college and I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I studied business because it was pretty broad and vague. And I was That's like, cool. it seems like business might go on forever. <laughs> well, we'll see about that. I don't know. <laughs> um, so yeah, I got that degree. And then I, I really enjoy doing outdoor stuff. So I got a minor in outdoor leadership. So I got to like climb mountains and rock climb and do a bunch of random things just for fun. Outdoor um, leadership? Outdoor leadership, I don't yeah. think I've ever, is that like, okay, let let me see if I can conceptualize that. Is that, is are you like a trail guide? Do you like help people up a mountain that are like literally climbing a mountain with you? Or are you like <laughs> instructing them on how to climb a mountain type thing? It kind of leads into a bunch of, so there's like the outdoor, whole outdoor industry. Um, and so there are, you know, as you say, like trail guides or mountain guides or whatever. I know I have a lot of friends who um, did study that, um, who have gone into that field. And then there's also people who are doing like, like camp management stuff. So summer camps or any sort of like mental health camps to kind of get people just like readjusted and kind of find themselves, whatever that may look like for them. Wilderness therapy, that sort of stuff. Um, mm -hmm. Even just people running like high ropes courses, their zip lines, doing um, adventure travel sort of things. Um, but so I guess largely my courses were it kind of in two categories of hard skills and soft skills. So learning how to do the, the rock climbing and the rafting and um, how to build a zip lines, that sort of stuff. And then the soft skills of how to facilitate conversations and um, get people to open up and, and get comfortable in like what that sequencing order looks like. So I did a whole lot of that in college. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I could, um, I could definitely tell that in this interview right here. Because All I was super nervous at the beginning. Yes. <laughs> and they're like, name, name trees. And I'm like, okay, I'm here. This yep. is it. <laughs> well, good. Oh, that, I think that was also um, partly Brian. Brian kind of put together all the questions. But yeah, basically I, I finished college and I was looking around for a job and it, I was struggling to find a job that I 
um, knew that I was going to like and be passionate about mm. um, and that I was going to be able to respect the authority and the business and kind of what the values were. Mm. Um, and so it took me a while um, to kind of find that because I was pretty stubborn. Um, but I uh, ran across Point of Rental and um, I'd, I'd known Wayne from like long, long time ago. And I was like, I know him. I know him. Like, I respect him as an individual. I didn't even know he was running the company. I thought he just worked here. But I was like, if he likes the company and he's been here for a while, like, maybe I'll look into it. Is it Um, bad to say that the first time that I saw Wayne, I didn't know that he was the CEO after I had gotten hired? And he was like, hey, he he came up. He's like, hey, man, welcome to the company. I'm like, oh, thank you so much. What do you do here? He's like, yeah, I I own it. (laughs) 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 It was yeah. pretty embarrassing. So yeah, yeah um, I, I think that's it, that shows like he's such a personable um, CEO. Like absolutely. it's not like he's hidden behind glass doors or anything. He's just like, oh, I, I'm here. I'm here for the. He people does not. Like, he does not come off as CEO ish. No. Indeed. Look, guys, I know that he's in the next office over. <laughs> is he there right but now? <laughs> that is commitment. But he doesn't need to hear the constant praise. <laughs> Okay, um, let's get back on track. I still have a whole page. Yeah. Oh my gosh, come on, there's a lot of here. questions here. <laughs> All good. Hey, you guys are welcome to cut out whatever you want to cut out. Oh, oh I'm yeah. going to. I'm just saying, <laughs> yo, this is towards the end of my day, man. <laughs> At Point of Rental, we care about people and our four-legged friends. That's why we're proud to say that no animals are harmed in creating our rental software. You can rest assured that when you use Point of Rental software to manage your business, you're making the world a safer place for animals. How does it make you feel, Rufus? Joel Labras, one of our sales guys, um, told us to ask you about the guitar you're building in our last episode. So, um, tell us about the guitar that you're building. Well, I wanted, I've been playing guitar for 20 years, and guitars are really expensive. It's... Whenever you start playing guitar, you'll buy a $80 or $200 or $300 guitar. Um, Whenever you start getting really into it, you want a guitar that can intonate correctly, that can play correct pitches and play it well and have overall good craftsmanship, look good, and something that you can, you know, look in the corner of the room and be like, okay, I'm going to stop what I'm doing and, and go play that guitar. Anyways, all those factors go together. Um, and I don't have two to three grand to spend on one of those guitars. Uh, custom shop guitars can go upwards of 10 to 15 grand, depending on how crazy you get and what materials are used. So I wanted to try my hand at what's called Luthiery, which is a specific sect of woodworking aimed towards creating musical instruments. And they've got all these super really weird tools and things that are all overpriced, uh, come to find out, um, but it ends up making a regular guitar into something really, really special. So the first thing that I did was I bought a guitar kit and hacked it all apart, uh, got a rasp and carved up the neck, um, literally took a router to everything and, and rebuilt the whole thing. But the kit itself was like 90 bucks. And so I was like, you know what? You can't go wrong. I end up getting it in and it is just the biggest turd I've ever seen in my life. So I spent the next, uh, I think it's been three months now, uh, getting it right, making it playable. And then the last thing that I've got to do is, is make it look pretty, but, um, it's, it's pretty blue. I ended up painting it, uh, automotive, like a, a BMW blue color. It's called intense blue pearl. And, uh, 
Yeah. Along the way, if you keep asking for help, you end up meeting really interesting people who are professional luthiers. Ended up happening to me. My mom, in the weirdest way, she's an OT, works at a nursing home. She knows a guy that knows a guy who's a luthier that created one acoustic one time that is literally perfect. And I connected with him on Facebook, and he answered literally all of my other questions. So being able to connect to people and now have that new skill, it's a, it's a no-brainer. And then now for this for the next guitar build, it's going to be even better because I'll know now to go out and just get a slab of wood and make it my dang self. You were mentioning like when you see it in the corner, you just want to play it. It yeah. seemed like you have this connection to the guitar. Do you name your guitars? I have never named a guitar. I have never, ever named a guitar because here's the reason why. Um, I will probably end up naming this guitar and I have already thought of a name and it's going to be Bruiser because the body is made out of Blue a, y- yes, the body is made out of wood though. And this, the wood, <laughs> <laughs> the wood is a really soft wood called basswood. And that's one of my biggest pet peeves about this company that I bought the kit from basswood. If you ding it, anything, if you touch it the wrong way, it makes a dent. So it's blue, makes a lot of dents. We're going to call it Bruiser, but that's the only one that I'm going to name because I'm never going to get rid of it. I have a ton of collector's guitars and guitars that I trade a lot. And if I name it, I will never, ever want to trade it for something better. I like that you're not naming it yet. You have to wait until it's officially done to name it or. Yeah, you, you got to see how it sounds, see where it fits for you and then kind of develop a relationship over a specific amount of months, you know. Can you invite your guitar to be a part of the podcast with us? I don't think we've ever had background music before. I'll play the same thing uh, on on this guitar versus another guitar I have in my corner here, uh, okay. just for a quick second, mm-hmm. and just hopefully it'll uh, kind of describe the different tonalities of yeah. of what I'm trying to get on this guitar, but that guitar has over there. So hang on, just one sec. So something like that, and then you have this other guitar that's going to sound way different. Um, this one is is a lot more, um, I can't even describe it really, but it's warmer. Very, it's completely different sound. This guitar has a really weird thing with it. It's called a Sustaniac. And what it does, it's got this little this little switch that you turn on and whatever note you play, it holds the note forever. So it doesn't it doesn't decay like a normal thing. So you can It's it's super weird. It just stays forever and ever. And um 
So it's like whenever you know. play, what is it, rock band or guitar hero, you just hold the note down and it just keeps going. <laughs> sure. Yeah, something like that. Oh, my gosh. I have played so much guitar hero, it's unhealthy. You have mentioned a couple of times already that you have gotten engaged recently. I have. Yes. Yay. Um, Big claps I'm and snaps. I'm hearing pretty hard in the proposal. Can you tell people what went into your plan and um, how it went into practice? It is the only secret I've ever kept from my fiance, um, ever. And I got really sketchy. She thought I was cheating on her, um, <laughs> which is a fun story. I'm going to do it in a nutshell because there's a lot of parts. About three months prior to uh, me proposing to her, I normally will let her see my phone, do a bunch of stuff. But I had been looking up every single wedding ring under the book uh. and literally every ad on my phone, everything was wedding ring. Like I would open up my fitness pal and wedding ring, wedding ring. And, and one time. She opened up my fitness pal and it had her specific engagement ring that I bought for her God. as an ad and she didn't catch on. Thank God. I had been talking to everyone. I talked to everybody at work. I talked to everybody that I knew. I talked to her best friends, talked to everybody and let them know when it was going to happen. It was December and I was like, well, we probably can't get in the water, huh? And she's like, oh no, no, it's like 70, 80 degrees in December. And I'm like, okay, this is it. We're going to do it. So, um, Somehow I got it through customs. The guy saw the ring in my backpack um, and gave me a little fist bump in line. I thought he was going to blow it. And I was like, dude, <laughs> come on. Sanibel Island is known for um, all of their really awesome seashells. So the first thing we did was I got her to pick a seashell and uh, like just the most perfect one because we're going to send it back to mom. She found one. I put it in my front pocket. It made a little tink because it clinked with the ring. And thank God she didn't, you know, I'm, I'm just thinking hypersensitive stuff. And mm -hmm. it's like, oh, God, did she hear that? Like it's halfway through, halfway through the proposal where I'm starting to say all the nice stuff and starting to get not choked up that um, she finally realizes that it's legit because I pull the ring out in a uh, in a seashell and I'm proposing to her right there. You can't really see it that well in the video, but it doesn't matter. Um, and uh, yeah, she said yes, thankfully. Oh, gosh. <laughs> we did it and then now she is tirelessly looking up diy stuff for weddings oh, so yeah. that's literally literally if if i turn up this microphone you'll be able to hear the speakers in there playing something wedding related right now <laughs> something diy wedding related it has mm -hmm. it has not been turned off ever since you know if you guys need a wedding veil uh, my wife makes customized wedding veils so. absolutely shoot me a message and it, yeah we're we're looking for for anybody that can help because our budget is not a superstar budget <laughs> Cool. So how many times in your life have you heard the D's nuts jokes because of your name? The D's nuts jokes started in sixth or, grade. They and started have in they sixth stopped? Grade. They have not stopped. I'm going to tie the wedding thing in because the last <laughs> name thing was a struggle for a sec. Okay. Well, I have to hear how this combines. All right. <laughs> so the first time she heard my last name, she's like, you're Taylor. Uh, what? <laughs> Taylor D's oh okay sorry D's what and that's the best thing anytime I give my ID to somebody a police officer whatever I'm not saying I get pulled over I've never gotten a ticket in my life but cop got my ID and uh, he was looking at it he was writing down information because I had just made a police report and uh, you, he went over and showed his guy and they both started smiling and I'm like I already know dude I already know that's that's what it is The D yeah it's that's just the way it is Five important questions. Five important, Five important questions. questions. Five important questions. 
First question is, what would you say is your greatest success in life? My fiance. Yeah. There, there's, there's, there's no skill. There's, there's nothing that compares to somebody loving you as equally as you love them. What is your greatest fear? It's a tie between death and heights. I would say heights more so than death. So I falling have, from a great height to your death is the ultimate fear or? I believe so, but okay. um, the fear of instability more so than falling mm -hmm. to your death. Well, we'll do our best to keep you grounded here. Spiders, snakes, literally anything that's creepy, crawly, and, and uh, bad, too. Mm -hmm. I'll help you <laughs> So snakes on a plane, not good Ooh, for you. Never yeah. seen it, don't want to see it, can't do it. If you could tell first day at Point of Rental Taylor one piece of advice that would lead to becoming a successful pointer, what would you say? Stay confident. Um, make sure that you learn as much as you possibly can, and you'll be just fine. What is your most embarrassing moment as a pointer? Yeah, no, the first day thing that I was talking about earlier with yeah. Wayne, meeting the CEO and not knowing he's the CEO uh -huh. is 100%. Especially the dude wrote me a letter that said, I am so happy that you're here. Uh, I still have that letter. It's it's pinned to my office. I can't read it word for word because I'm mm -hmm. anyways. Um, yeah, the dude killed me with kindness and I didn't even know who he was. Whew. Right on. Well, um, getting sweaty just thinking about that one. <laughs> <laughs> sorry to tell you, but actually it's not okay in this scenario of the five important questions for not knowing who the CEO of the company is. So um, you are, you have been sentenced to death. That is a capital offense. That's cool. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, can. yeah you, you agree with that? That's, that's fair. Just make it quick, please. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't want those long deaths. No, okay. sorry. It's going to be up at uh, a high height. Oh, gosh. Snakes <laughs> nope. on a plane. Yes. <laughs> Just sure. It'll be quick. You know, we'll drop you. <laughs> um, and whenever you land, it'll be quick. Yeah, oh, gosh. Okay. Terrifying. So, but the important part of my question is not on how you're going to die, but what is going to be your last final meal? Uh, Stouffer's lasagna and a big old bowl of banana pudding. Ooh. Homemade, homemade banana pudding, like the two, custard stuff. Two separate, like, plates and bowls, though, not all in one, right? Oh, no. No, absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely not. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? My weight. I'm very comfortable with how I am as a person. So mm -hmm. physically, I've been working very, very hard to lose weight. Um, I've I've lost over 50 pounds so far uh, since awesome. we've since I've started at Point of Rental. I just yeah. went back and looked at my Meet the Team page picture, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, we need to reshoot that. That was. Oof. <laughs> if you could change one thing at Point of Rental, what would it be? Hmm. I don't know. I'm pretty. I'm pretty content. Tell me something that you didn't believe when you were younger, but eventually came around on. That the phrase taking things for granted was not taking things for granted. What is your spirit spice? Haven't we been on question five for like the past three questions? We have. <laughs> um, <laughs> did you say spirit spice? Yes. Like what, what herb, what spice, like you put in like your food um, to like spice it up. What's your spirit Oh my spice? God, garlic salt, everything. Garlic salt or season salt? Lowry season salt. Tell me a secret about Point of Rental. Oh my gosh. I have the perfect secret. Something that people don't realize. Uh, if, if you're a customer, you don't realize that Point of Rental is not just one program. It's a culmination of a lot of different programs. But whenever you open up Program Menu, it's literally called Program Menu, but it, it'll never click. If you click Counter System, it opens up a completely different program. And anything you do within it is another, essentially completely different program. Just looking through the file structure of Point of Rental, I never would have known. 
Um, but yeah, ARACS, counter system, AR menu, program menu. It's, yeah, it's weird. Weird how that works. I don't know. I would, I, it's probably going to sound stupid to anybody that listens to this, but yeah, I, I was, whenever I actually put that together, I was like, huh, okay. Who is the next pointer that I should talk to for this podcast? I think Matt Gaffin in development. Mm-hmm. If you if you haven't interviewed him yet, would be excellent because I think he has some sort of mysterious skill that he's not telling us about. Thank you, Taylor, for chatting today. It's been a delight talking with you. I was thoroughly expecting this to be a very straightforward interview, mm-hmm. and it was a delightful surprise. So thank you very, very much. I really, from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate, I appreciate this. I'm glad. <laughs> so um, to those of y'all listening, uh, send Taylor some love this week. Um, Virtually. Tell him about all of the different uh, guitar woods that you know about um, and send him a gif of your favorite lasagna um, and dessert combo um, and just let him know that you care. So thanks for listening today. We'll keep the porch light burning for you. list as many different trees as you know off the top of your head go did you say you said trees trees yes those little leafy things that grow outside alder basswood maple mahogany rosewood um ebony african e- ebony zebra ebony purple heart yellow heart pine birch spalted maple maple burl flamed maple with true ebony it's all guitar woods <laughs> And then I, I worked in lumber at Home Depot for a while. So whinge, oak, Douglas fir, cedar. You know what? I, I'm, I'm going to set the record there. Okay. You're at 22. Wow. Okay. So let's see if anyone can beat 22 types of trees. <laughs>